What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back, you guys. So originally I was like, I am going to always say the episode number before each podcast so people can keep it straight and whatever. But what I've learned is sometimes I'll record an episode and then I'll be like, no, I need to talk about this first or no, I need to insert this message before they hear that or whatever. Um, And so now I don't really know if I'm going to do that anymore. (laughs) So hopefully it doesn't bug you guys. But like, a couple weeks ago, I had my dad come on for OUR. If you missed that interview with him, go back and listen to it, please. I know it's not like my typical life motivation and skill set and all that stuff, but that is so important for everyone to know, to be aware of, and please share that as well so that others can learn more about um, just how prevalent sex trafficking is and how to protect our kids and what we can do to end that. For other children as well. Um, but where I was going with this is when my dad came into town and we recorded that literally right after I was done, I shot my podcast team a message and I was like, Hey, we need to air this ASAP. Can you move this to the front of the line? So at this point, all the other episodes might be screwed up. Who knows? So from here on out, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I'll say an episode number or not. So I hope that doesn't bother you. But I am super excited to talk to you guys about the topic today. And it's something I've been mulling over in my head for the past few weeks. And it came about after I was chatting with JD once we finished this 21-day cleanse that we did. So we do this cleanse a couple times a year. Well, I do it a couple times a year. He does it about once a year. And, um, and I always feel so good when I'm done. I feel lighter. I feel more empowered. I feel like more than anything, it just really helps me get back on track with my mindset around nutrition. I nix bad habits. I kind of get out of these, just kind of these funks that I sometimes fall into with food. 
And I was talking to JD about it afterwards and I'm like, I have so much admiration. If you guys aren't familiar with who Melissa McAllister is, she's a fellow coach. She's someone who I look up to and I admire so much. She's like a nutrition guru and I just have so much respect for her. And, and when I think about Melissa, I'm like, she just has it together. Like her norm is just healthy foods. Like that's her go-to. That's just how she eats all the time. Like she has for, I don't even know, over like 14 years or something incredible. And I've been on a couple top 10 trips with her. So we've traveled through France together. We traveled through Greece together. And she is just so on it all the time. Like she just has her shiz together. Like for me, I feel like there's, there's always this internal struggle with like choosing the best foods for my body and fuel while still enjoying the experience and the culture. And it's like this, this fine line for me of like, where is my norm? And so JD and I were having this conversation after we finished the reset. Cause I'm like, I just want my norm to be like eating well all the time. Like I just want this to be my norm. Cause I feel so good. And then of course we can like fit in treats for celebrations and for special days and things like that. And it was so interesting because I literally was talking out loud and I was almost like coaching myself, like understanding where I was, why I kind of unravel and why I revert to kind of bad habits and things like that. And it's because this thing, and this is what I want to talk about is we, we literally place these identities upon ourselves and then we act accordingly. And so growing up, I was always an athlete. I could always eat whatever I wanted. Um, and I continued to eat whatever I wanted throughout my life. And obviously after I was done playing college volleyball and even during college volleyball, I, it started to catch up to me and I started to just kind of feel it and I didn't feel as good. And I started to get a little bit fluffy and I was like, okay, I don't really dig this. I got to make some changes. And it's been this ongoing thing over the years of like, I can dial it in and I can really, I feel so good when I eat well. And if I'm not eating well, I don't see results. It does not matter how hard I'm working out. It does not matter anything that I'm doing as far as exercise. If my nutrition is not on point, I don't see results. And I know that, but I've kind of placed this identity upon myself of like, I'm kind of that yo-yo girl. Like I can go all in and then I can go all out. Like that was my story before I started coaching seven years ago. And that's why I always struggled was because I would go like a hundred percent. And then I would literally just fall off the wagon and be like, oh, dang it. Like, here we go again. And I would just go backwards like 10 steps. Well, thankfully just building lifestyle habits and really shifting my priorities and little things along the way over the past seven years has helped immensely. But nutrition is still the one thing that I'm like, why can I not just be like Melissa? Why can I not just be the healthy, nutritious eater? Like, why can that not be me? And it's like, I've placed this identity upon myself of like, oh yeah, I I just struggle with nutrition. Like that's my identity. I struggle with nutrition and I like behave that way because I've identified myself around that. And I don't know if you can relate to this at all, but I'm going to give you guys some, some more examples because the more that JD and I talked about it, I mean, he's kind of the same way. Like he, 
we get to a certain point where we feel good and then we get complacent and we kind of just start to slack off a little bit. And I'm not saying we got to be on point all the time. It like, I love to live and food is a part of living for me. But at the same time, I also eat for entertainment and I'm like, I just want to eat for wellness. Like I want to eat so that I literally can feel my best every day. I want that to be my identity. And so it just got me thinking about all of these other identities that we place upon ourselves. And I want to just have this conversation so that it raises your awareness too around what you are telling yourself, because I can promise you that you are living in accordance to the identities that you've placed on yourself. So just for example, like I'm not a morning person. You guys know I will preach until I'm blue in the face about how life-changing a morning routine can be. I, I wasn't ideally a morning person either. I didn't like to wake up. I still don't feel like waking up when my alarm goes off, but I still roll out of bed and I still get it done because of how the entire process makes me feel. And I know it's worth it, but like, I will talk to some girls that are just expressing their stress in life. They're expressing their overwhelmed. They're expressing their, um, I mean, their lack of time to prioritize anything extra, their health, their business, whatever it is. And yet when we have the conversation about like, Hey, maybe we could wake up an hour earlier. We could really tackle the day. We could set your intentions. You could create a good morning routine. And they literally like nip it in the bud right from the start. And like, yeah, I'm not a morning person. That's not for me. And it's like, they, they literally just shut that door right from the get go because they're not a morning person. Like they don't naturally wake up early. They don't like, that's not their jam. I get it. That's not, that's not, not most people's jam. You know what I mean? But we literally have placed this identity of I'm not a morning person. I'm a night owl. Okay. Well, what does that do for your behaviors? Think about it. If you, if this is you, I'm, I'm a night owl. Think about what you do throughout the day and then versus what you do at night. Like for instance, how this could affect you. I'm a night owl. Well, you probably are not very productive in the morning. You're probably not even that productive during the day. And then when it's nighttime and the kids are bed in, in, in bed, you're like, oh, it's go time. I can clean the house. I can get stuff done. I can go do laundry. I can like, that is like when it's like you turn it on because you've identified yourself as a night owl. And that's just when you do your best work sort of thing. So it can like, it just drives so much of our behavior. So another example, like you, you have that friend that is always late, right? Maybe that's you always late. No matter what you're late, that's just how you run. That's your, that's your norm. Our identities that we place on ourselves become our norm. It becomes who we are. And it's really, really the paradigms that we create for ourselves. And I've done all this um, study and this work with Bob Proctor's program called Thinking Into Results. And I'm paradigms is such a huge thing. And it's literally our subconscious beliefs that drive our behaviors. And that is what our identity is. And we can change that. And I want, that's what I want you to come away from this episode knowing and understanding that right now, maybe you've placed some identity on identities on yourself that you're not super happy with, but you don't have to be stuck there forever. Like think about 
um, there's always that funny, fun, and I'm, I, I just, this is to portray a message. I'm not, I don't want to offend anyone right now, but there's always that funny overweight friend. And that is their identity. That is who people know them as. That is who they identify as. Oh, I'm the pretty girl. I'm, I'm the overweight girl with a pretty face. Like that's just me. That's who I am. That's who I'll always be. I'm the funny fat friend. Like I literally grew up with a girl that called her. I, she just said, I'm the funny fat friend. And like, she, she made herself that. And it's like, think about if, if she ever wanted to lose weight or if she ever wanted to, to just feel better or shift her habits or whatever, she might be able to for a little bit, but that underlying belief and identity around being the funny fat friend would drive long-term actions and behaviors far stronger than, than short-term decisions. Does this make sense? So like she would naturally revert back to old ways, even when she started to shift habits, even if she felt good, she would still have such a strong identity around the being the funny fat friend that she would self-sabotage. She would likely, um, just, just revert back to her old habits when she started to see change because she, she was getting too far away from the identity that she put so heavily on herself. Does this make sense? This is like, this is like powerful stuff. How we identify ourselves literally drives how we behave every day. So think about something that I can relate to 100%. I'm shy and I'm introverted. I am naturally a homebody. I'm naturally so introverted. Public speaking used to scare the crap out of me. I, if, if we're at a party or like at a, at an event and a gathering, I'm in the corner with like my two besties. I am not mingling with everyone. I am not the life of the party. I am not like making the rounds and talking to all the people. I literally will sit in the corner with the people that I'm most comfortable with and just observe and just watch. So that's who I am. That's who I've always been. And think about if I let that drive my behaviors and my choices every day, think about how much that would hold me back. I definitely wouldn't show up on social media and share my life because that's scary. And that's not what a normal introverted shy person would do. Right. I'm, I definitely wouldn't have a podcast. I definitely wouldn't share messages and share my voice because that's not what a shy introverted person naturally does. So I talk to so many people, so many women, especially who, and I'm going to talk specifically to my line of work because I obviously that's like my, what I'm most familiar with. I talk to so many people who they've followed my journey for years on social media and we'll be chatting about something and they'll bring up the fact that they would love to do something with their life. They would love to do more. Maybe it's coaching like I do. Maybe it's starting something else that they're passionate about, but they're like, oh, but I can never do it. I'm just so introverted. And it's like, you literally shut that door once again, shut the door of opportunity right in front of you because you are living in accordance to this identity that you've placed on yourself. 
And it holds us back in so many ways, so many ways. So I just want you to get really clear on, on your identity. How do you define yourself? How do you define yourself? And then how is that changing the way that you're living? How is that literally driving your actions and your decisions every single day? And then how can you shift your identity? Because you guys, just like I admire Melissa for being like this incredible nutritious guru and just having it all together. And I'm like, girl, you are goals. I can become that. Like I can just as easily as I've put the identity on my head of I'm the yo-yoer or I struggle with nutrition. I can easily, I can easily be, I love eating healthy. I love vegetables. I, and when I'm eating vegetables, this is so, this is so funny. You guys, when JD and I are like really just dialed in on our nutrition, we every single time are like, why do we not eat like this all the time? This is really good satiating food. Like this is good. It's satisfying. But then why, when like donuts and cookies and cake and ice cream and French fries and all of this other stuff, when that's in front of you, why are you like, no, I really want that. Cause that tastes good. It's like that moment decision. And it's, and I really think for me, it does come back to, well, this is just my norm. Like I love a good burger and fries and let's wash it down with some ice cream. Like, I love that. But I also love really good thing of roasted vegetables and, and baked chicken or whatever it is. Like I love healthy foods. So it's just like a little bit of a shift to kind of take my journey to the next level and my mindset and my, like who I am as an, as my norm, it's all up to me. And it's also all up to you who you are. So just think about it today. What identities are you carrying around that aren't serving you? So maybe you are someone that procrastinates. That's just kind of your nature. You are like, I work with so many people who are like, I do my best work, like at the final hour, like when we're down to the deadline, we have certain, we have certain goals, um, in our coaching business that we want to help a certain amount of people every single month. And we want to just have certain goals that drive our business, drive our impact. And it's so interesting to me because without fail, I can almost count on a handful of my coaches literally waiting until the final hour of every single month to hit their goal. And I'm like, girlfriends, you have the entire month to help these people. You have the entire month to help these, like to hit these goals. But without fail, they wait until the 11th hour to get it done. That is because they have placed that identity upon themselves of, I procrastinate. I do my best work at like at the end of the month, but it doesn't have to be that way. Right? So what is it for you in your life today that you've identified yourself as, and how can you shift that identity? So if you're struggling with your weight loss, maybe you're like me and you're like, well, I have a sweet tooth and that, that drives so much of it. So instead of when you're presented like a cookie, I love myself a good home baked, like chocolate chip cookie. So for me, <laughs> if I'm placed with a, a homemade cookie in front of me, 
I have a sweet tooth and cookies are my favorite. Like that's always been like, that's just how I am. So for me, it's always been worth it all the time to eat the cookie (laughs) all the time. But like, what if I stopped identifying myself as like the girl with a sweet tooth or the girl that like loves cookies and whatever. And what if I just like took a bite and was satisfied and then got back to my healthy eating? Like it would be just as easy to re kind of classify how we see ourselves. And that is what I'm going to be working on over the next few months is just really getting clear on these powerful paradigms that we have and really getting clear on if they're serving me and if they're not. Now, I've talked a lot about the negative identities, but there's also positive ones that we all have. And it's, it's really important that you also acknowledge those. So another one, let me try and think of some examples of positive ones. Well, for instance, the, the example that I said about Melissa, like she is like the epitome, like all goals of goals when it comes to just healthy eating, like she is who I would look to as someone who just has it together. I'm trying to think of one personally for me. Oh, probably, probably one like around consistency and even like simplicity, like everything I do is as simple as it can be as streamlined as like, and that's why this podcast is do your crap. Like it's, I cut out the excess fluff and I just like get to the point. That's what drives everything in my life. That's what drives how I live every day. That's what drives my business. That's what drives the choices I make. And that's served me in a very, very, very positive way throughout life because I don't overcomplicate. I don't get overwhelmed. And I avoid all of this stuff that lots of people struggle with just because of my kind of identity around I'm simple, I'm basic, I'm to the point, and I'm really freaking consistent. It's like my superpower being consistent around the most essential things. And so you too have these positive identities. So while you're thinking about the things and the identities that aren't serving you and things that you can shift, I also want you to make sure that you're thinking about the positive identities and the things that you do want to stay in alignment with. And you do want to let continue to drive your choices and your actions and your behaviors. So I would love to hear from you after you listen to this episode, shoot me a message on Instagram at Micah Folsom fit. And I want to just hear a couple of the things that you like the, the identity things that you want to shift the things that right now you're, you're living in alignment with something that is not serving you the best way that it can. And you're just going to shift it. And then like two months later, I would love to hear from you again and just see and hear the difference that it's making. And I'm going to probably have to do a follow-up episode about this because I'm going to be experimenting right along with you. And I hope that you guys always know I am never (laughs) coming at you guys from like, I have got it all together standpoint. Usually when I share something with you, it's because I needed to hear it first And it really spoke to me and it's really impacted my life or is impacting my life. And that's why I want to get it out to you too, because we are literally all in this together. And the more that we can just help support each other and share knowledge and share 
nuggets that are helping us like baby step, baby step our way towards our potential, the better. So this is one that I am literally right now in the trenches with you trying to navigate and create a new identity around nutrition for me. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Specifically. So in a couple months, I'll follow this back around and let you know how that's going. But like I said, I would love to hear from you. What identities are you going to really work on shifting? And if this resonates with you, share it, share your favorite nugget and send it to all of your friends that might be struggling with this too. Because like I said, this is something that everybody deals with in some capacity. So I just think it's really important that we all are aware of what's going on and then we can do the work to kind of shift and adjust from there. Wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around before you head out. I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me. If you left this podcast, a quick review, wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.